1967, Roland Barthes wrote La Mort de l'Auteur, The Death of the Author, an essay proclaiming that the opinions of an author on what his text may mean are irrelevant to the interpretation of said text. In 2020, Julian and Magnus Dora decided that the author's abilities are just as irrelevant. This is Kill the Author. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Kill the Author. We're still talking about school days. We're still talking about episode 4 of school days. Uh, what did you think about, like, okay, uh, like, let's, let's skip the intro joke that I never nail anyways, and... <laughs> Wait, there's an intro joke? I mean, I do them sometimes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's try it like this. What, in general, is your opinion on the second half of this episode? Let's try it like this. Well, I can say that I wrote down less than half as many notes on than I did in the first half. Mm. It like time wise it wasn't really any longer shorter than the first half, but to me it really felt like it was. It was also like there weren't that many like the number of scenes was also pretty much the same. Like there wasn't a big difference. There wasn't all that much less plot. There was just less that was worth commenting on. Like, the things that happened are basically the same thing over and over again, and you can talk about it pretty briefly. There's one thing that we can talk about a bit more extensively in the second half of the episode, but otherwise there isn't... Oh, and also another thing, which is complete bullshit. But we'll get to that. Nice. Something you alerted me to. Uh, And we'll actually start right around there. Mm -hmm. So we've mentioned before how... The teacher scene is obviously the most interesting scene in the entire thing. (laughs) The intertextual uh, teacher scenes. Mm -hmm. And usually I'm the one to look up and find out what exactly happens in those scenes. But I did not find anything. Mm -hmm. So instead I did ask you specifically if you could also see if you could find something. And from my understanding you did. Uh, That's debatable. Before I before I start off here, just asking, did you find like anything that might be what this thing the teacher is talking about is about? So just just to give give a background, there's a te- scene in a classroom. Makoto is sitting at the back of the classroom and is thinking about his own thing. We'll get to that. And while that is going on, the teacher just talks about some story, tells some mm. story. It seems like I really don't know what it is. It seems like he's talking about some kind of romantic story. Mm-hmm. Um, a Someone's class is mentioned. It's mentioned that some characters in love with another so much that they miss out on classes. Mm-hmm. The only thing I took from this is that this is probably not something uh, 19th century play, mm. but something modern. I just I have no idea what it could be. Okay, so uh, I was I I went slightly insane in looking for... Whatever the fuck this is. Okay. So, as I mentioned before, uh, we had this revelation last episode that there are at least two different versions of this show. One that is not safe for work and one that is safe for work. Yeah. Because we had the nipplegate happen. Uh, nipplegate. <laughs> nipple, uh, n- 
the social media was on fire with it. Uh, I, I promise. <laughs> and I thought, hey, if I have these two versions and these two subs of the show at my disposal, maybe the issue with the one you saw was that there were some mistranslations or that some of the names weren't written right. And that's where you couldn't find what the story was about. Maybe. Uh, there, were, there were two names mentioned, but I didn't write them down. Uh, Koga and Adachi. Uh, those are the two yeah. names. I, I did I did Google those names, but all I found was some selection of mangas that were written by yes. two people with those names. Yes. So uh, I, I think, think one written by one of these and the other is a character in the story or something like that. Maybe. I found that too. So, okay, I'll take you through this journey with me. Mm. So it begins, the first lines we get there is, uh, those are the subs you also used. It talks about, like, the teacher mentions that a man named Koga talks about an expedition of sorts to a first-person narrator who tells about the story. And the next line we get is that he's in love with a woman, someone. We don't really get a note of who exactly is in love with this woman. And the woman summons him a lot, and as a result, he abandons his classes. So we can assume that there's like a slight cut between the last line and this line. And the person who's in love with a woman isn't the Koga mentioned before. Okay. As the next thing will make clear, Adachi is that person. Adachi is a guy who is apparently in love with a woman, and he abandons his classes as a result. And... All of the possessions of this woman are marked with a combined version of Adachi's crest and her family crest. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, there was a talk of family crests. And that made me... Okay, I paused the episode at that point and was like, okay, family crest, obvious. I'll just Google Adachi crest, uh, Koga crest. Maybe mm. I'll find something like that. And I did, even among the Google recommendations, I got Adachi family crest. Okay. And then I was like, okay, okay, perfect, I found it. We're, we're getting somewhere. And then, and then I read into what that was. So there's apparently been a historically important clan of samurai in Japan called the Adachi clan, who are mainly known for uh, having fought and won a lot of battles in the Genpei War, and they were founded in the 12th century. As far as I know, they don't exist anymore. Uh, yeah, that's a problem. And as far as I know, as I learned from the next line, which talks about a train ride, mm -hmm. they're probably not the ones that were relevant to this story. Yeah. Okay, I thought, okay, we, we found an Adachi family. Maybe there's also a Koga family, because Koga was also mentioned. It is maybe relevant. And there is. There is a well-known Koga family, which were powerful during the Meiji period in Japan, which was... 19th to 20th century, which would fit a bit better with the train ride thing, I guess. But wasn't there another thing mentioned in line later about specifically about a book? Yeah. Yeah, we'll also <laughs> get to that. Yeah. And apparently this Koga family is an offshoot of the imperial family of Japan. They still exist, actually. Uh, they're still around. But okay. That wasn't that relevant. Okay. We also had this Koga is apparently like doing some sort of expedition or exploration. So maybe it's an adventuring kind of story. But who is Koga? He's neither Adachi. And I'm pretty sure he's also not the woman Adachi is in love with. So, okay, who knows? So the following line talks about the 
train ride, a train ride that this Adachi is going on. It's not a long train ride, and there's little to prepare for it. The only things Adachi brings along is a borrowed suit, and a history of the Russian court, and two to three types of dictionaries. Yeah, and the Russian court is kind of gives us a very specific information about time, at least. Yeah, probably like... I'd assume at the latest earlier 20th century. Yeah. Like, we probably have czars at that point in Russia. Okay, Russia comes into this now. <laughs> Then I did some research. What is this history of the Russian court? The only thing I could really find is that there is a complete collection. It, it talked about a complete collection of, like, Russian chronicles or something like that. The only thing I could find was there is a complete collection of Russian chronicles, which is basically a collection of all kinds of East Slavic chronicles and stories gathered by the archaeographical expedition of the Russian Academy of Sciences. Uh, they still collect those and bring out new volumes, uh, volumes all the time, so that might be what this Adachi is carrying around on a train. Mm. By the way, uh, just a little reminder... This is a podcast about school days. <laughs> okay, 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 I'll get it. <laughs> no, it's, no, that's it's no, relevant. No. It's it was relevant. a reminder to the audience. It's relevant. <laughs> okay, so I was thinking, okay, maybe this Adachi person is... Maybe I can Google Adachi and the Russian court, or maybe Adachi and research and expeditions and stuff like that. And I did find a man named Shinji Adachi, who is uh, part of this Shizuka uh, University in Japan, and is a, cited in a lot of academic works as a professor of mathematical and systems engineering. So probably doesn't have much to do with Good. the Russian Academy. <laughs> But it's the best thing I found. Okay, okay. I mentioned we have these two different versions of the show. So I looked there and saw... And I wanted to see maybe there's something in here that the version we're usually watching with different subs... Is has different about this entire exchange. And I found a surprising number of differences between these two versions, which I assume are... Like, I assume those are translation mistakes because I listen to both of the audios simultaneously and it's the same audio. So it's not different lines in that version or anything like that. But it's different subs. And what this shows, if nothing else, is there can be huge differences between different subs okay. in how things are translated, which I, as like a hobby and semi-professional translator, find kind of interesting. So we have vastly different translations, basically, starting from this second line. We have this Koga guy has an exp uh, exploration. One version translates it as an exploration, one as an expedition. That's not that much of a difference. But then it gets pretty different. We have a woman is in love with some guy and summons him a lot and as a result he abandons his classes in the mm -hmm. version we both watch. In the other version we have uh, Adachi giving up on his studies and that he has left in preparation and leaves his underwear at a girl's place. Which seems like a vastly, completely different translation. So, like, was he leaves his underwear at a girl's place in the other version translated as he's in love with a woman? 
Or Who translated this? Or are these just very, very different translations? Okay, very okay admittedly, <laughs> one is a censored version. <laughs> yeah, but that was the safe for work version. <laughs> the one with the underwear was the safe for work version. Okay, okay. Okay, next line. All the women's possessions are marked with the combined crests of her house and Adachi's house. The other version, the safer work version, has the girl carries her own family crest and also carries Adachi's crest. So there it's not a combined crest, but they have two separate ones, which is probably just a small translation mistake. Well, I just thought we do also have the Blu-ray, mm, so we can yeah, see if a there's third a third dub. Uh, there's probably a, a third dub, and that one would be the one that has to be professional. Maybe. <laughs> okay, the next one I found really funny. The version we watched says it's not a long train ride, so there's little to prepare, and then lists off what's prepared. The other version says the train ride is long, so not preparing for it is unthinkable. <laughs> Which is the exact opposite of what that line was in the other version. <laughs> so, I don't know if you missed a knot there in the Japanese version. Wait, isn't it... Wait, what was the version that we saw again? The version we saw was the one that starts the episode with titties. So, we watched the not safe Yeah, yeah I know. I version. mean, uh, the line. The, the line, the that line we, we heard, the line we heard was... It's basically, I'm paraphrasing, that the train ride isn't long, so there was little to prepare for it. Yeah. And the other version says the train ride is long, so not preparing for it is unthinkable. Yeah, that's the opposite. That's the exact opposite okay. sentiment. And then the only continual difference is that one says a borrowed suit and the other one says black ceremonial dress. Which I can see how ceremonial dress and suit are the same thing. Like, one is just probably more... It's probably referring to a specific kind of Japanese clothing, and they translated it differently. I mean, a suit is a ceremonial piece, a ceremonial dress for a dinner party. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> and, like, you would wear a suit to, like, some fancy, I don't know, situations. At some point, we're going to have to find someone who speaks Japanese, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think our podcast might be better if we had someone who speaks Japanese. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Season we'll two. We'll find someone. We're doing everything again. <laughs> Season two is just one episode of commentary and no. everything we fucked Season up. Two is, Season two is, we're learning Japanese. Season three is, we're doing this again. <laughs> Season two is just our journey through using Duolingo. Okay. So, so, can we talk about school days? Let me continue my journey. Okay. At this point, I still hadn't discovered what this was about. And this is... For all of you out there listening to this episode, this is a deep dive into how our research process works. You're learning a lot about the process of creating this show right now. Okay. I was thinking, hey, like when I go to the fucking Pokemon wiki to look at a single fucking Pokemon's wiki entry, I find a trivia section that explains 13 different things this Pokemon could be based off of. So how about I go to the surprisingly complex and big school days wiki? Mm -hmm. We talked about at, that before. Yeah, and look at this specific episode. And I found the line that refers to this particular scene. It has like a bit by bit uh, run through of the episode. Basically, they're taking our jobs and doing the exact thing we are. But uh, of course, we are doing things way beyond summary. Of course. And... It talks about Makoto sitting in class. It talks about what he thinks about. It doesn't 
even mention that the teacher is talking in that no specific No artistic scene. understanding. No understanding of what the show is about. And also, like, to make it even weirder, that's not the teacher. Like, I don't know if you noticed that, but the voice is a female voice that we've never heard before. Well, maybe they just have multiple teachers. They might have, but we've only had this one teacher's voice up until this point. And... I was thinking, maybe it's someone from the class doing sort of a presentation, maybe about, like, it could be just someone talking about a story they themselves wrote, or talking about, like, something they're interested in, or it could be that this is a super well-known story, specifically in Japan, that no one outside of Japan has fucking written anything <laughs> on, and we're being deprived of this, because of our inability to speak the language mm. this show is in. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to sum everything up, we have this guy named Adachi. He sleeps with a woman, leaves his underwear at a place, probably. Normal things. They meet. He, he manages to meet her and travel to her via train. So there's a train connecting both of them. And... They share a crest of some kind. Like, they share a connection between them that is symbolic of their union. There's some things you can... Like, even if we don't know what the story is, we can still easily relate it to the main plot. We have these two people who are engaging in a relationship of some kind. They are connected via a train ride. And, like, trains are a big, relevant uh, metaphor for the diff the separations between people in this show. So we can see that in there. I don't know what the Russian court chronicles are doing in here. I mean, most people of the Russian court were murdered. And death yeah, that happens in this show. So I guess I cracked the code. I don't feel like I succeeded here. I it's feel fine. like I failed it's here. It's okay. It Maybe it will come up again. Who knows? <laughs> maybe we'll find out more so, later. Uh, let's talk about the first scene. <laughs> yes. So, Koga is also a type of ninja practice. <laughs> Something you can find. Read up on So, that. Makoto is in the scene. <laughs> yes. What does he think about? Um, he has a flashback to Sakai telling him that she wants to give him practice yeah. on how to date. And then he like questions himself... What did you mean with that? Mm. So he's questioning this now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I assume that this is like pretty directly after the last scene. So they were talking out there uh, in the hallway and now he's in class and she probably too. Even though we don't see... Or is she in that classroom too? I can't remember. Sakai is. Mm. I mean... I mean... We don't see her in that scene, but I think she is. Yeah, also, like, while this is all happening... Yeah, wait, yeah, she is, of course. Yeah, yeah. He writes her. There's a cut to again. her, and they, like, talk again through notes. And also, we have a cut to Kotonoha, mm -hmm. who is looking down on her phone, which is everything she does in the second half of this episode. Uh, Kotonoha looking at her phone. Mm -hmm. Also, um, we had a classroom scene in which no one interrupted the teacher. Mm -hmm. I wrote that down, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's interesting. We didn't have that before. So then we get a very unflattering angle of Kotonoha, so yeah. I wrote it down. Yeah. And we can see that she's typing something, but mm -hmm. we don't exactly see what she's typing. Yeah, we see that a bit later in the episode. And uh, because you mentioned that it might not be the teacher who's reading whatever it is we're, mm -hmm. we're hearing, I noticed that the, 
the text continues as we cut to Kotonoha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. In a different classroom. Yeah. The question is, does that mean that they're in the same classroom at this point? Because we don't see enough of Kotonoha's background to know for sure. Mm -hmm. It might be that this class that is run by a woman just happens to have all three of them in it. It's possible. That might also be the case. Or it's just like we still have the audio while we cut to another classroom. Just to like don't bre not break the flow or something yeah, like no, that. No, this was a different classroom. This was a teacher that uh, <laughs> that wouldn't allow Makoto to interrupt class. Yeah, so of course. <laughs> and after that, we have a scene like my my notes right after this were sort of hazy because I was still in madness mode from trying to figure out what the story is about. Mm -hmm. The next scene is at the end of class, mm. where we are reminded that Daisuke exists. Ah, yeah, 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 Daisuke. Right, can't forget Daisuke. He, I think he has that dating book with him. He has the dating book again. Yeah. And he points out that there's a page in it that's missing. Mm -hmm. And that it's incredibly super important for him to get this page and that he will go to Makoto's place to get it. Yeah. And I was actually kind of, I actually kind of interpreted this as uh, him doing Makoto a favor. Because, like, Makoto is trying to get out of this situation right now. Uh, because Sekai is also talking to him. And she's talking to him about the training. And Makoto mm -hmm. seems kind of unsure about the prospect of training. Like, he doesn't seem that into the idea right now, for some reason. While Sekai sort of insists on going through with it. Like, he says, ah, oh, we don't have to do that now. I'd like to go home. And then Daisuke comes with this crazy thing and says, oh, Makoto, I have to go to your house right away. We have to do this. Like, this might be the one case in the show of Daisuke actually being a good friend and trying to help <laughs> Makoto get out of the situation. No, I think, in general, I went, I went back to the second episode to see whether it was anywhere mentioned, whether Makoto consciously removed a page mm. from this book or not. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. the, o the only thing I noted is that I noticed how much text of this anime is just groaning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just goes through, it's like... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> something that might actually be the case in the situation is the one thing we see Makoto has in his room in his room is like provocative images of women underneath his bed maybe so, that's what that was yeah so maybe there was just a picture of a woman in a swimsuit in there and you ripped it out for a spank bank who knows maybe maybe it becomes relevant again yeah, I don't may, remember I, I think I remember something about it but I might be wrong but I, I thought I remembered something Sekai insists on him not going home with Daisuke, but that they have to do their training now, whatever that training entails, which he still hasn't been all that specific about. So now we go to the park, mm. uh, or a park, a new location in this anime. Yes. <laughs> And there Sekai just openly states that she wants to help Makoto have sex with Kotonoha. Yeah. It's like the first thing she does. Yeah. And I thought that was... I, I don't know if strange is the correct word anymore. <laughs> Sakai's motivations are a mystery. We talked in the last episode about, like, the problem between Kotonoha and Makoto not being that he isn't good at having sex with her. That's absolutely not the problem in this situation. Mm. Like, the, the issue isn't that she's not willing to have sex with him right now. The issue is that he's expecting that. Mm. Before, Sakai always reminded Makoto to... Give Kotonoha her space. Yes. And not to be too direct with her. While at the same time telling Kotonoha to give in to him. Mm -hmm. But now she's also telling Makoto, okay, whatever. I will I will help you have sex with Kotonoha now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so strange. It's very strange. <laughs> and it's 
like they, a lot of a lot more things like sort of f- flavor into the situation and make it a bit weirder. Mm. We we flash back to what we've seen before, where Kotonoha told Sekai basically what a romantic situation would be like. Like some mountain, some I don't know, traveling in the mountains, romantic settings, Europe. I don't know. Back of a horse. Horses. Horses. Horses play horses, a big and important very part. Very sexy. And I like this specific part. I found really funny. Like she mentions what the situation was like that Kotona described to her. Like you'd be in a mountain cabin or in the middle of a civil war, and you'd, you'd be on be, horseback. You'd be fighting in the arena on the horse. Yeah, like either way, horses would be involved. And then she says, "So this is the closest thing I could imagine that we could do to it." And it's we, sitting in a fucking park. In a park. <laughs> like, there's ways to get horses in Japan. Like at least that part you could have gone. Like, okay, maybe, you know, the best way I could find is we go to this horse riding place and you learn how to ride a horse. That would really impress her and she'd like that. Mm. But no, it's we're sitting down in a park. Let's make out now. That's all it uh, it comes down to. I also want to mention, after we get a bunch of scenes, heroic scenes of Makoto doing stuff, uh, Makoto, like, sighs. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. After she describes these romantic yeah. things, like a reminder that Makoto is not a fan of romantic settings. Yeah, he's he, he's not here for the romance. Mm-hmm. Again, they don't fit together. <laughs> they, yeah, maybe they shouldn't. Their be relationship together. just really doesn't work. And also, like, I don't know if that's if that's fair, but a feeling I got throughout this episode, in a way, is that Sekai, no matter what she's saying, isn't really trying to get him to. I don't know, figure out the situations Kotonoha would be into him. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so far off from what Kotonoha told her her dream would be. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I have my idea what this what this is about. Yeah, I, me a too. a little bit later. Yeah, um, we, can, we can get to that when we get to that, because I also have some things to say about that. We have Sekai basically telling Makoto that they're going to practice, like, making, making out now. Out. Yeah. She also tells him that... Which I thought was a little strange. He can't achieve what exactly she wants because her standards are too high. But they're practicing this stuff anyway. Yeah. Why? Yeah, like, maybe to get the next best thing. But yeah, this episode is really where her motivations turn to really fucking weird. And it's kind of hard to understand. Like, okay, it, it gets a bit more clear what her motivations sort of are. But they're not, like, it's not very rational the way she goes about it. So as they're about to kiss, a bunch of kids show up and are like, oh, look, a couple. And then they got, get interrupted like this. Yeah. I thought this was another reminder that, yeah, everyone thinks they're in a relationship for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> or another reminder that God is punishing them for their crimes, <laughs> uh, which might be a continual theme throughout the rest of this show. <laughs> so uh, because the park isn't private enough, the next step is to go to a karaoke bar. Yeah, to a karaoke bar and get a private room. Why? <laughs> anywhere. They cost money. You could have done anything else. Yeah, and here's where my assumption of what Sekai's motivation for this whole thing is comes into play. Because it seems like she she's just having a date with Makoto. Yeah, I think she's just trying to have a date with Makoto. Yeah, she's just doing things she enjoys, is my assumption. Like, even he mentions... She says... Oh, it's a bit more private here at the karaoke bar. And uh, he immediately says, there's a fucking camera right up there. 
uh, they can see what we're doing here from the front desk. And as a response to that, she just starts the next song. Like, privacy isn't her issue. She probably just enjoys karaoke and spending time with Makoto and is having a date with oh, him yeah, at also, this point. Uh, they're singing the intro song. <laughs> yeah, they're singing the intro song. I thought about noting down which specific lines of the intro song they were singing, but I couldn't find much use in that. Yeah, it's just the first chorus. Yeah, it's just the first chorus. Also, Makoto can't sing. <laughs> yeah. very bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if the voice actor can sing or if that's a character trait. It might be. Let's see it as a character it's trait. It's probably Makoto a character can't trait. Sing. It's probably. He doesn't have a personality and he can't sing. That's interesting. <laughs> so next they go to the school. Before they I go guess. to the school, there's something I noted down here. They leave. They talk about like... <laughs> okay, I made, it, uh, I made the note here. What was it? Uh, Sekai comments on the surveillance state. Okay, so <laughs> they they leave the they leave the karaoke karaoke bar and Sekai says something about, along the lines of "Wow, you really can't be private anywhere these days," which uh, is interesting. And then right after she says that, there's a loudspeaker announcement on the open street saying it's 5 p.m. Children should be going home now. Is that a normal thing in Japan? Are they just? No, I thought that, I thought they were at the school, and that was why. No, they weren't at the school at this point, I think. I think they were just... They just left the building. And I think only after that, she shows off her keys and says we could go to the school. Mm, okay. Like, there's I, just... <laughs> I did specifically write down... Like, this the sub that I watched, it specifically said, good kids should be... Yeah, good home. kids, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, what is like, this? What is this police state that's happening out there? <laughs> it would have also, also, like, 5 p.m.? 5 p.m.? Even as a little kid, I never went home before 6. Like, 5 p.m. is super early. 5 p.m. is when I get up during summer vacation. That's when the day starts. Also, like, Japanese school is full days. So, what's going on there? You leave school and then you immediately go home? Coronavirus is going on. Maybe. Maybe it's just... Maybe that's just, like, a police state going on in the background. Yeah, we just... We're just... <laughs> Maybe it's a dystopian We're nation supposed to know. that we don't understand. Or it's just a normal thing in Japan, which would be weird to me, but it might be. I've never been there. Maybe I should do more research. Maybe we should go to Japan for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> then in the next episode, we can just say st- stuff like, Ah, oh, do you see uh, Tokyo over there? We're sitting in Japan right now. We're looking outside of this Japanese window. Yes, look at how Japanese this is. You know, actually, we are in Japan right now. We are in Japan. Oh, man. We never told you. I'm not wearing shoes indoors because that's what Japanese people do. And also European people and also like most people. Also like everyone who isn't American. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking that there's a song by the Lonely Island uh, called, I think, In Japan. Which is just the three of them talking about all the expensive shit they're doing in Japan. Oh, just, yeah, right. Just so the, the studio has to pay for the trip. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of that, they then head to the mm-hmm. school. Sekai shows off her rooftop keys. Yeah. And they make their way there. I thought. I also thought this was a little weird. Because we see a little later that Kotonoha is still at school. Yeah. So, the I, Sekai's idea of a private place for them to go is the place that Kotonoha regularly goes in the school where she currently is. Although she might not know that Kotonoha is still there. Uh, She mentions that some people are still there because they have club activities that permit them to stay longer, Mm -hmm. but that everybody else should be heading home at this point. I I think she just doesn't think of Kotonoha being there and especially not being on the roof. 
unless she has an exhibitionist thing, which uh, might be something to get into at some point. And yeah, we also see Kotonoha specifically being there as they come yeah. to the school. She's sitting there alone. She's sitting alone in the classroom. So my assumption, because she has like school stuff lying around mm. that... She might be working overtime on those mm. preparations that she has to work on alone now. Yeah, yeah, she's, uh, as we've seen before, she's on the school mm. committee and there's, like, the the fucking prom is coming up, the school festival. And, yeah, she probably has to do a lot of preparations on her own for that. And we see that she has, on her phone, typed mm. a message. Yeah, there was the message from the morning, I, uh, from earlier. I yeah, that she's been typing on throughout the day, mm -hmm. probably. Which I can relate to. Like, I've been in relationships that are mostly online. And you oftentimes, like, really rethink what the message is and think about it, like, for hours before you send it out. And then you delete it again and then you send it again. So I, I get why she's trying to, like, especially with how tense things with her and Makoto have been recently, that she keeps rewriting it. So what she, what she wrote, what she wants to tell him, paraphrased, is... She apologizes mm -hmm. for that morning. Yeah. And I went back to that scene. All she did was to tell him that she kind of wants her space. And yeah. she said, all right. And now she apologizes yeah, for Yeah, I went back to that scene too. Hello? It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, the the way the, the reason this situation turned ugly is because Makoto was being a petty asshole at the end of that scene while they were on the train. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she hasn't sent it out yet. She's yeah. sitting there with it and is like unsure if she should yeah. send it. She also she also wants to write him that she wants to give him something, and we once again see her pull out the tickets for this for the uh, public pool out of her yeah. um, purse. So yeah, she wants to invite park. him to the water park again. Yeah. Also, mm -hmm. like from her constantly looking at her phone, I don't know if it's just that she thinks about sending the message. From what we also get around this scene is my assumption that Makoto is just ghosting her. Like he hasn't sent her any message or responded to her at this point. But I don't know if that's mm. if that's actually what's going on here. And meanwhile, we see what's going on in the roof. We're on the roof now. The, yeah, this scene. This is kind of a continuous scene of Sakai telling Makoto to make out with her. And then telling her not to make out with her though. Not for yeah. real. yeah. She coaches him kind of through the make-out and tells him, hey, 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 but don't really kiss yeah. me when he tries to kiss her. Despite, we've seen the scene in the park before, and, like, they were about to kiss there, and she was absolutely closing her eyes and leaning in. She's giving him very mixed messages at this point. Mm. So my idea is, uh, like, from her whole body language and from the way she, she does this all, I feel like she might be sort of in a conflict with herself. Yeah. Because at the same... Because we talked about this, she's really just on a date with Makoto right now. Yeah. She wants to be on a date with Makoto, but I think at the same time, you know, it it doesn't make sense and so on. Yeah. But I think she does want also want to sort of help Kotonoha as a friend, maybe. Yeah. So now she's sort of conflicted. Yeah, that's the, that's the <laughs> feeling I got throughout the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. She just isn't sure, like, she wants to be with Makoto and she, like created this whole situation to get on a date with him but she still knows that that's the wrong thing to do in this situation and feels bad about it this is something that's going to be picked up by the next episode too but yeah uh, also something that happens still in this episode so the scene is very uncomfortable <laughs> yeah she she sort of backs out of a kiss but mm -hmm. while she insists it's just acting 
it clearly isn't acting for Makoto. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even... Like, she, she tells him, whisper something nice into my ear or something like that. Yeah. And he uses her name while doing it. And she mm -hmm. cuts it off and says, no, you should use Kotonoha's name because I'm Kotonoha in this situation. And he says... And I, I wrote this line down because I think it's very important for how Makoto works on a personal level. You're the one here. <laughs> Which... Just kind of use is... some imagination, Makoto. Yeah, but it's also just like that's what he likes in Sekai. Like she's here; she does the things for him without having to work for them. Yeah, and her response is also good. It's also interesting because she responds with, "Well, I guess, yeah. I guess you can't help it then." And I feel like she kind of and she's is... smiling while yeah. she's doing it too. She, I think she likes being called by her name now. Yeah, this is she's just this is just a scene where she almost has sex with Makoto on the roof. We're, we can talk about the almost. Okay. The okay. the way, yeah, it it basically shows again that she knows what's the right thing and is doing a tot token effort to do the right thing, but you know. She's also in it for herself, and she enjoys Makoto treating her like they're together in the situation. And while a kiss is way too much for her, uh, the next thing she, they go on to is teaching him how to fondle her breasts. Obviously. Where we get the always popular and amazing anime trope of breast envy, where she says Kotona's breasts are bigger than hers. Yeah, that's, I also thought that was interesting. Uh, she noticed because... Makoto, like, tried to grope her breast, but in a, like, he... Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, his hands went onto her breast like he was assuming a bigger, like, something bigger mm -hmm. was there. And I thought this was weird, because what I originally wrote down was, like, he's used to Kotonoha's breasts, but then I thought, wait, no, he isn't. He has touched her breasts once. yes. But we have also seen him pretending to touch her breast yeah. in his room a lot. <laughs> so he's just used to his, like, fantasy. He's used to Katonawa's fake breasts. He's made a mental mold of her breasts <laughs> that uh, his hands can grab onto, like a pantomiming uh, pervert. She lets him do this, and she seems to somewhat enjoy it. Mm. Then we get a short moment, I think, of Makoto assaulting Sakai. Yeah, he says he wants her. He pushes her down. On that bench, fondling her. And he eventually stops and says sorry after she screams for like a half a minute for him to stop. <laughs> like she tells him, no, don't. I don't want this. Go off. And he keeps going. And then at the end, it's like, oh, oh, no, I'm oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> That's again. <laughs> we, haven't we had a scene like this before? Yeah. This is, this, this is that one scene from the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that very same fucking thing again. Uh, it's <laughs> like yeah it's it's like the, the 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 peter murder scene in the room right like it's immediately forgiven again and she just goes along with it and like she very goes along with it because at that point she basically says well okay we can continue on you have to learn this sort of stuff and that leads to her like leaning back and him unbuttoning uh, unbuttoning her top but then the scene thankfully gets interrupted because Makoto's phone rings. Yeah. Be and we see a a small cut to Kotonoha, who sent him the message. Yeah, he's, she finally mm. gathered gathered the courage to send him the message. Here's what we can argue on in this scene. Mm. Did they stop after this? Like, the scene cut away after this. But in the next scene, 
when Kotonoha talks to Makoto, he says he didn't, didn't even read her message. Like the message she's been slaving over all day and thinking mm -hmm. about how to write it right, he didn't even read it. Did we, the audience, hear the notification, but they barely noticed it and went on? Because there's nothing in the continuing scene showing that they were interrupted or that something broke it off or something like that. Possibly, yeah. I think it just went on and he didn't even notice that she sent him a message. Like he didn't even really realize it because he didn't look at it at all. Oh boy, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Oh, Makoto. <laughs> you just find new ways to disappoint constantly. Yeah, and, and that brings us to the next scene, where we see Makoto and Sekai walking away mm. from the school. Well, they say bye to each other. Yeah. And Makoto asks if they can continue the training tomorrow. Yeah. He just wants to have sex with her. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He just wants to keep this going. Uh, but Sekai doesn't. She mm. wants to break off this training. And we see that she clearly isn't really happy with that. She mm. she would like to continue this. She has like a sad look on her yeah. face when she walks away. So at from this her. point, we can be, I think, completely sure that Sekai wants to be with Makoto yeah. now. Yeah, she absolutely wants to be with him, but she has like she she knows that that isn't right. That that isn't yeah. the right thing to do, and she tries to break it off before it gets like too intense for her to do it. Which like, I think it's interesting. We talked about before that when you look at a character list of school days, Makoto is in the last place. Which is because Makoto in the game isn't really a character. You're Makoto. And that sort of explains to me why Makoto reacts so inhumanly to everything that happens around him. Because in the game, all the other characters are the ones with arcs. And I feel that Sekai's arc in this situation is also something Makoto should be going through. Because, like, she is clearly not sure what to do in the situation. She's very much torn between being a good friend and a good person to Kotonoha and, like, getting what the heart wants, getting to be with Makoto. And I feel that the the reason she is having this arc and Makoto isn't is because this is an adaptation of a visual novel where Makoto just isn't a person. You're Makoto. You decide how he goes through the situation and the other characters evolve around you in a way. So my... My feeling here is that that's why Sekai is actually developed in this corner, while Makoto really isn't. Like, his sociopathic nature kind of comes from the fact that he's based on a non-character. Everybody else around him adapts to the situation, but he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Which, again, brings us back to, like, this idea of it being a commentary on a game. Th that also explains why everyone is attracted to him, why everything revolves around him. And why he isn't really impacted by it, just because it's representative of the player. And it kind of shows you, like, if you look at a story that way, if you look at the story of a visual novel that way, what kind of a monster is the player character sometimes? Yeah. Who can sort of go through all of this bullshit happening without it impacting him at all. It's interesting. He's like an outsider to this whole story. Because whatever happens, it doesn't hurt him. He just goes for whatever's the easiest right now. He just takes the path of least resistance. It's just something I think to th uh, it's just something to think about. I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. The two split up. Sekai yeah. walks home. We see a sad face. While Makoto keeps walking. Then we get the before-mentioned scene of Sekai and Makoto. No, um, Kotonoha and Makoto meeting up. 
mm-hmm. where he mentions that he didn't read her message yet. Yeah, when she brings it up. And then he apologizes. Yeah, and cool. then she apologizes too. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, she basically, like, she tells him that she doesn't really care. It's, just, it's not that bad that he didn't read the message. Mm-hmm. She just tells him. But I think she was a little more faced than yeah. she pretended to be. Yeah, like, she's she thought a lot about that message mm-hmm. and about sending she's it. She's working on it all day. Yeah. But, like, basically the thing, the situation was supposed to lead to when she sent him the message is what happened automatically. What I think is interesting, though, is that the situation was only resolved because she happened to come across him. Like, at this point, he was basically already ignoring her. They just happened to meet up on the street. At least that's my reading of this scene. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she finally does the thing she's been wanting to do all episode and invites him to the water park. Yep. Which, and yeah, is where the episode almost ends. Yeah, we also, again, as per the usual, see Sekai watching from the shadows. Yeah, we see Sekai sulking in the distance which once makes, again. Which makes a little more sense Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, Sekai watching over the situation and being sad about it, which, yeah, is how the last few episodes have also ended. So uh, it's, co- it's becoming a running theme of this show. We'll see if that continues going. So now I got something very interesting about this uh, this episode's outro. Oh, okay. Which is that I have nothing interesting. About it. <laughs> I didn't even write down the text this time. Oh wow! <laughs> what was it about? Like, you, uh, do you have any basic idea? Any? Do you remember anything about uh, it? Just the regular super romantic stuff. Okay, just a romance song. All right, a romance song. I did have. I do have something to say about the the images in the phone, mm-hmm. though. Okay. Yeah, we have these mm-hmm. flip phone images again, right? Because in the previous three episodes. The the order and the amount of images and the characters were always different. Mm-hmm. Not in this episode. Mm. It's the exact same amount of images from the last one, and oh, okay. it's the same characters. Hmm. The only difference is that the order was slightly different, and that Sekai had a different image this time. Wait, aren't there, like, multiple characters on that that weren't in this episode at all? Yeah, but they were all in the outro. Ah, okay, so that might just be now that all the characters are introduced and for the rest of the show, maybe they'll just show, maybe. keep showing the yeah. same characters. What I think is interesting, Sekai's image was different. You, didn't you happen to memorize what was different? Yeah. So the image shown in this episode is, I think, the same from the first two episodes. Mm. Oh, the show only had a different image in the last one, and that was Sekai in her ridiculous radish bar outfit. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, she wasn't in the radish bar this episode. Maybe that's something we can look out for. When the radish bar shows up again, if that means that in the credits she'll yes. wear the radish outfit. The what's, o- what's the significance <laughs> of radishes? The order in this episode was Kotonoha, Sekai, Setsuna, Hikari, Kato, Nanami, the squad, uh-huh. Kokoro, and then Sekai and Kotonoha. Mm-hmm. So could uh, yeah the the final image is the two of them together. Yeah. What I it think was, is interesting, what I think might be interesting to look out for is if Kotonoha and Sekai in the first two situ- uh, places there switch places at some point. We have Kotonoha starting off the list followed by Sekai. Mm-hmm. I think it might be interesting if at some point maybe Sekai is the first one to show up. In the I, I said in the last episode the order was different. Mm-hmm. Like in the last episode, the first image that was shown was Kokoro. Mm. Maybe it's because maybe it's. Relevant to who was relevant in this episode for the most part. Maybe. What this is kind of structured around. That's interesting. That's something we can look out for and compare with one another. Mm. We'll... The next episode will be a doozy. Oh, man. We've 
I've mentioned this, I think, sometimes before, and uh, we haven't made up our minds on this yet, but I honestly think that the next episode could be done in one episode of the podcast, because from what I remember of it, the last three minutes or so of the episode are super intense and full of important shit happening, Mm. and the rest is nothing. Absolutely nothing. The next episode is really going down the drain. It's a real hot mess. (sighs) Okay. The next, I I would rather drown myself than watch the next episode. Does that work? The next episode will be the water park. It's the beach episode. It's this anime beach. It's basically the beach episode, but it also includes one of the worst moments of the entire show and the moment that made me completely flip my shit the first time I watched it. I don't. At the end of it, the thing is, I've mentioned before, I don't remember what exactly that is. Mm. So I will be hit by surprise. Okay, that's great. That's great. Uh, You'll figure it out when we Mm. get there. Ah, okay. I mostly just remember the very specific, very first shot of that episode. Anything, anything in particular that you're you're looking forward to in that episode? Anyone's mm. tits you want to see the most? <laughs> no. Okay. Well. Okay, Daisuke. Uh, Daisuke. Okay, that's something. That's something we can keep on our mind for the next episode. I don't remember if Daisuke has nipples. Okay. Right there. I don't know if male. Let's talk twenty minutes about Daisuke's nipples. Hey, we could actually we could actually wrote a, uh, write a lot down over the portrayal of nipples in cartoons and anime because like very often men won't have any and women clearly won't have any because they can't show them. Although Except school they can. days does, <laughs> which will make it interesting if Dice cares nipples. Okay, uh, we are we're looking forward to inviting you back to Nipplegate next episode, uh, which is now the official subtitle of this podcast. Welcome um, to Nipplegate episode seven. <laughs> Welcome to Nipplegate episode eight. Next time, uh, it's been it's been a blast being with you. We've had surprisingly a lot more to say about this episode than I thought at first, and looking forward to the next one in whatever format it's gonna work. It's gonna be slightly painful. It's gonna be a lot of titty. We'll see. You know. You know. We'll see. We'll see. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, and see you next week. Uh, next two weeks. Whatever. Mm-hmm.